0: Jacqueline Polis, Jacqueline, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Jacqueline. It's nice to meet you all. Um,
0: So Jacqueline is actually a singer-songwriter, and you're the first singer-songwriter I've ever had on the show. So this is really exciting for me. Um, And I know Jacqueline because uh, she... Sarah is your agent or manager. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: So a good friend of mine is um, her manager and you're based now in Nashville yes yes and how old are you
1: I'm 26
0: okay so how long have you been in the music hustle
1: well I've been singing my whole life um, but I didn't start pursuing music as a career until I was about 23 it kind of launched when I auditioned for this radio competition in New York for a radio station called k104.7 and my brother kept telling me that i should audition and i had just graduated college and i was like no i need to like get a job yeah i understand (laughs) and he was like no you gotta go after your dreams and i was at this it was like this critical point in my life of like go after my dreams or like just like Make a safety net for myself. and he my brother really pushed me to to go after my dreams. And I was really glad that he did because I entered this competition and I ended up winning. And it like gave me a lot of confidence to move forward with my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've just been really growing as an artist and working on my craft, moved all the way to Nashville from New York to to pursue my dreams and and share my story
0: so what made you say like hey i want to move to nashville and not stay in new york because like i feel like new york right off the bat would be like oh that's like the center where i should get my music stuff going or even like la
1: yeah um so i'm like very faith oriented mm-hmm. so i'm super connected to like where i feel like i should be and where i feel like i'm going to grow as a person Mm -hmm. the most so in new york and and i mean it's here too in nashville but like (coughs) there's a lot of focus on fame and popularity and numbers and and how you should look and what you should be doing and who you should be and like for me, it's like if I'm going to go after my dream, if I'm going to go after my craft, I want to do it authentically, and I want to do it the way that I was created to do it. Mm-hmm. And for me as a Christian, like that's a unique way. Um, so I actually did – I took a two-month road trip because I felt like I was being led out of New York and I needed to go somewhere else mm-hmm. to grow, and I traveled all around America – Um, and went to all kinds of states, including LA, I went to, um, Denver's got a pretty big music scene and I checked that out, New York, I actually checked out a couple other areas in there as well, I went to Seattle to check out their music scene, um, and then drove through Texas, just a bunch of different places, and the entire time, I everyone, like I would share my story and get to know artists in the area, get to know people in the area and talk to them and tell them what I was looking for. And everybody kept telling me I should be going to Nashville i'm like that's so interesting and the whole time like nashville was on my heart stronger than anywhere else and then i finally got to nashville and it's like all these doors were just opening for me not just (laughs) musically but like it was almost as if like there was a space prepared for me here with the way like my living situation opened up a job was available right away like all these doors and so um After I had visited Nashville, I prayed about it and decided that, like, Nashville was where I was meant to go, and I've been here for about a year now, and it really is because there's such an emphasis on songwriting and Mm -hmm. developing the artist, and that seems to be, like, so important. At least here in Nashville, and, and it's a little different from, from New York and other places that I've visited because there's a big emphasis on connecting and collaborating and growing and not so much on, like, who's going to be the next, like, famous person or who's mm-hmm. going to get all the numbers. Like, people really care about your craft and your heart in it and want to see you grow as a person as well as an artist. So that's why I'm here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And have your, has your, like, I know you said your brother was super supportive, but has your family, like, been super supportive with this instead of you getting, you know, that, that typical nine to five kind of hustle?
1: Yeah, they have been. They've been really supportive. Um, I'm really blessed to have parents that are really Mm -hmm. supportive and siblings that are really supportive. It's challenging at times, like, like, when they, like, I call them and I'm crying because it's a struggle. <laughs> and they're like, well, are you sure you don't want to, like, go back to school and finish and get a master's degree in yeah. this? Or da, da, da And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, like, they definitely, they see um, my heart in this. They also really support my gift um, and acknowledge that, like, I'm meant to do something with it um and on top of that their their love is very unconditional so that's a huge plus as well Um, and my siblings are like my number one fans like (laughs) they're awesome i have a sister too um and they're they've always been really supportive of my music and encouraging me to go after my dreams and when things get hard they just remind me that i can get through it so
0: so uh, since you've been since you moved to nashville or before that where where were you working you know like where, or were you just like performing full-time were you just going 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 and
1: well i while i was in college i was working uh in retail mm-hmm. um at a store called buckle i don't know if you guys if you've heard of it Mm-mm. um <laughs> i worked there for a long time and i actually really loved it um and I like really learned a lot about being on a team and all these leadership skills and that was really exciting Um, and after I graduated college I was there for a little bit but then I was like okay I need to I need to find a job I need to find something that's going to be a little like more long-lasting and a little more stable Um, but as soon as I left that job was when my brother told me it was like a divine intervention and my brother was like you need to audition for this um competition so at the time i had had enough money saved to to just take some time to audition for this competition it was like a it was like a three month long process Mm. um and I, I was nannying on the side too, um, so if I ever, like, did need a little bit of money. Money, yeah. that, But I was able to focus on this competition, and then um, after I had, I had won it, I decided that I was going to make music my, like, at least, like, try to make it my career. Um, so what I did was I, I picked up a nannying job and a serving job and i would work both of those and they're both really flexible jobs um and while i was working them i would pursue music so i'm kind of still in that space of just like when music is going really well i focus more on that and don't need to do as much of the serving and the nannying and then when music may not be providing as much financially then there's serving and nannying that i can do to to help alleviate any kind of financial stress I might have. <laughs>
0: so is that what you're doing right now in Nashville while you're making music?
1: Yep, I'm serving. And the way that I I decided to do my schedule is kind of cool. Um, a lot of nurses work like three days a week, and it's like full-time, so they'll do like 12-hour shifts each day, and then they have the rest of the week off. Because it was hard for me to do Monday through Friday and only have weekends and try to squeeze everything. So I was like, I wonder if there's a way I can do this with serving. And I did. I figured out a system of, okay, I'm going to work Tuesday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be long hours. But it's going to be enough. And I'm going to have Friday or Saturday through Monday off for my music. So that's kind of where I'm at right now as everything is growing and in a season of um transition for me musically
0: so how did you start really really building your following and building like hey put me on the stage hey i want to do this thing let me sing here how did that start for you
1: it's all very organic so i'm super people oriented and and i actually have my job at buckle to thank for that i think because um we we made money off of commission yeah and so if you didn't talk to people you didn't make money (laughs) and i was like okay i have to learn this people talking communication skill Mm -hmm. thing (laughs) um yeah um when i moved here i just started putting myself out there i like i i really had to be super brave and just go into um i went i remember going into bars on um it was in, on Broadway in Nashville, yeah. and, um, and just going at the artists, they were already on stage playing and, like, talking to them and just being like, hey, like, so I just moved here, and I'm looking to connect with people, and it was, it was that easy, like, I just mm-hmm. went up to them and told them that I was looking to connect and learn from them and see how they're doing it, and, and maybe, like, write music together, um, and people are typically really open to that kind of stuff, at least i found. Um, so that was one way of me connecting with people. And then church has been a really big outlet for me as well, and work, um, I just kind of, I'm not really like ashamed of who I am and what I'm doing, so I'm pretty brave about talking about it and, and just sharing my story with people who wanna hear um and people who are interested in in learning and understanding and when you actually like open yourself up to that you find that a lot of people are willing to help you um and also a lot of people really support you and Mm -hmm. and and want to see you do well um so i'd say face-to-face connecting has been like my biggest thing um and then whenever I do get performances through that, I meet the people that are there. Anytime I there's fans in the audience, I really like developing a relationship with them and talking to them face to face. I think that that leaves like a meaningful impact. Um, and then through social media, there's like all these different tactics of like growing your audience organically. Um, but I really try to just be authentic and with my fans that follow me, I like to engage with them. And, and I see that that's something that um, produces like a consistent and solid following. And sometimes some of those people will come out to shows. A lot of times they'll buy music and mm-hmm. support whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so it's all, for me, it's super organic, um, authentic, and Yeah. <laughs>
0: What has been the most rewarding part of this kind of journey and experience for you?
1: Well, seeing how my music impacts people um, has to be the most rewarding part for me, um, because I definitely feel like I have this calling for a reason. Um, And I've heard stories from some people who have listened to my music that that were inspired to to follow their dreams afterwards. There's one story in particular of um, a friend of mine that I made out here who had listened to my EP, and he was so inspired that um, he went out and shared an original song of his um, that he had never shared with anybody. And it was like this, like, success for him people really loved it and he like sent it to me and he was sharing how like happy that had made him um and then there's another story of a girl really connecting with one of my songs and just feeling like she felt understood through the lyrics um and and like she felt like she had a friend like even if she didn't know me but just Mm -hmm. like she felt like she had a friend through the music and that was like super deeply meaningful um so it's like those kinds of stories that you hear from people seeing that that what you're doing is inspiring other people to do what they're passionate about and following their dreams and then also like what you're doing makes people feel more connected Mm -hmm. um, and more like they matter and that they have a friend and those are both reasons why i'm doing this so so when you're doing what you're doing is affirmed Mm -hmm. it's it's a great feeling
0: (laughs) have you found it a little bit scary because i feel like sometimes when you're put on a platform it can be really intimidating it's like if i mess up once is anyone going to forgive me for that mistake so have you i mean i know you're just starting but you're growing and so has that been difficult have you been nervous has it been scary in some regard
1: Yes, definitely. Um, there's a lot of critics in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think criticism is is a good thing because it challenges you to be strong. Um, and it challenges you to keep going. Um, so... I've been criticized on every level, and it's something now that I'm kind of like, okay, well, this is, I've accepted it's gonna happen no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how talented you are, it doesn't matter what you do, you'll always be criticized. Um, so, that's something that I, I've really learned to just kind of accept. And at the end of the day, I know that growth is huge, and you need to. Um, you need to be able to take advice in. You need to be able to learn from other people, um, and really, really be okay with with growth in areas that maybe you have weaknesses, um, and then refining your strengths if you want to improve, if you want to do better. Um, but there's always a filter, and I think that if you if you really know the direction that you want to go in, if you really know your heart and what you're doing, you can take what other people say, good and bad, and filter it through that lens that you have for yourself, that you've created, that you're being intentional about. And when you do that, you can, for yourself, really step back and see, okay, this critique or or this compliment really helps propel me in the right direction i'm gonna take that and i'm going to work on those things and then something else could be a critique that's like you know whether or not that person intended that from a good place like that's really not gonna help me like that would help me if i wanted to go in that direction but i don't and that's okay so it's just really learning um First of all, understanding the direction that you want to go in, taking the time to figure that out for yourself. Um, and then once you're there, um, being strong enough to, to not take things personally. Um, and that gets hard sometimes, especially if like you get certain criticism from people you're really close to. And um, a lot of times you just have to develop um, forgiveness and you have to develop patience with people and know that like this is a journey that um then that not everybody's going to understand and even if there are people doing something similar like other musicians other artists and everybody's on this similar path you're still on it in a unique way so when you're on it in a unique way you have to know that there there are going to be times you're going to feel lonely there are going to be times you're going to feel misunderstood and, and like you don't you're not really heard, but you, that's where you really lean for me. Like I lean on God in those times and I really trust that I'm in the right place. Um, and I am, I'm really taking steps that weren't necessarily meant for anybody else. So there are going to be mm-hmm. things that are going to look different. So it's really this balance of, um, being okay with being unique and, who you were created to be and taking steps that no one else might be taking, but then also filtering any kind of advice, um, through that lens for yourself.
0: And so since you mentioned journey, I want to talk about the journey to your EP. So 17 reasons why, um, and I just, I was just re-listening to it this morning and so I was like, okay, I want to be up to snuff when I talk and not sound crazy. <laughs> um, because, <but laughs> like, it's happened. Um, but <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me about that journey to releasing this EP. And when did it come out again?
1: I released it in January of this yeah. year.
0: It was January 25th. <clears throat> um, so, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Tell me. I was about <laughs> to say, just tell me.
1: <laughs> this project is so special to me. Um, 17 first of all is like a number i'm really big on numbers Mm -hmm. um, and i feel like god talks to me through numbers (laughs) and 17 specifically a few years ago um just started popping up for me and i did like research on the number prayed about the number all (laughs) this stuff and to me i like realized that it it means that i'm where i'm supposed to be so every time i see that number like whether it's like I'm happy, or I'm sad, or I'm scared, or anything like that. Um, like it'll just come out of nowhere, and I, especially when I least expect it, and give me this peace mm-hmm. of like I am where I'm supposed to be, no matter what I'm going through. I'm going through it for a reason, and it's for it's for my greater good. Um, so that being said, I started developing um, my EP. With seventeen reasons why, a couple years ago, when I first watched um, the Netflix original Thirteen Reasons Why, <laughs> and, it, and it was, and it was um, after this breakup. It was like the most tragic breakup of my life, and and I like was staying with my sister. Um, at the time for like a week I like stayed with my sister and she would go out and be like why don't you go out with me I was like no I'm going to stay here and watch 13 Reasons Why and she's like what are you doing
0: no <laughs> I don't know if that's like the quintessential like show we should be watching maybe Gilmore Girls like, something.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> and she was making fun of me but like I was like I don't know why but like watching this show is like really helping me right now and she was like it's helping you and I was like yeah I don't know it just is I'm like understanding certain things about myself about like the person that I dated about people in general um and then afterwards I just um thought about 13 reasons why and and why somebody would um commit suicide because that's what it's about a girl who committed suicide and her reasons why and every reason was rooted in feeling like that person wasn't loved that person Mm -hmm. and when you feel like you're not loved when you feel like you're unworthy when you feel like you're not enough you basically feel like you don't belong and you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be so that's like the 180 of 17, which is mm-hmm. you are loved, you are where you're supposed to be. You do belong, you do matter, you are enough. Um, and so I thought that was like a really interesting, like when I analyzed that, I just thought that was a really interesting, um, I guess, uh, realization that I came about. And um, my entire life I've, I've been surrounded by people who have struggled with addiction from family members to friends. Um, and I've lost several family members uh, to suicide and several friends to drug overdose. And there are things that have been on my heart um, for a long time. And mental health in general, from depression to anxiety to bipolar disorder to all kinds of things. there I feel like... Um, it's something that we as a society, need to learn to work with, not fight against not not um, not associate stigmas with, not label, not judge. They're all things that I think um are human and and make and, and honestly normal um, um because everybody deals with something and if we can look at things in a way of okay this is a part of our society this is something we have to work with I feel like people would deal with it differently as opposed to like this is an illness you have to fix it and and then labeling it and judging it and stigmatizing it And, and I think those like as much as they come from a good place I think that that doesn't really help I think it makes things worse for a lot of people um So all of that being said, I wanted to create a project that I thought could really um, impact people struggling with mental health, and and specifically impact two things that I think are major in our society nowadays, and that is suicide. Our suicide rates have gone up so much, Mm -hmm. um, as well as drug overdose and addiction. So... With that being said, I called it 17 Reasons Why to flip the script of from um, you're not where you're supposed to be to you are where you're supposed to be. Um, and from you're not loved to you are loved. And that's kind of my mantra. I actually have loved tattooed on my arm. <laughs> it's in my mom's handwriting. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. <Wait. laughs> my heart. Yeah. Um. So outside of God, like my mom was the first person to love me. She gave birth. I mean, my dad definitely loves
0: me. <laughs> you know, but he like, does something, you know, it's funny. <laughs> but like
1: she's she she's the one who gave birth to me. She was the first human, you know, to to um, carry me um, and to really love me. So I was like, Mom, I want you to I want you to write this. And she never really wanted me to get a tattoo. But it was last year on Valentine's Day. It was the first Valentine's Day I had been single in a while. And I was like, Mom, come to Nashville. And she did. And we went to a tattoo shop on on Valentine's Day. And the whole time she's like, are you sure you want this? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) And so we go and um, she writes. She's like scribbling the word. Like, I'm not kidding. She filled up three pieces of paper front and back trying to get the right Writing <laughs> it all look the same. I was like, but she's like this cool.
0: one. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, this this is the one. <laughs> and um, it was so. It was a really a really cool experience to experience with her. Um, but um, yeah. So that's just a mantra that I'm I'm trying to live by um, and share with other people through my story and and my music and. With 17 Reasons Why, I wanted to impact people in a way that when they listened to these songs, um, they felt like they had a friend, and they felt like they could really um, connect. Um, And I also have put in a few, like it's not, I want to be careful with like how I describe my music because there are faith-based messages in there, but it's not necessarily in the Christian genre. It's I call it alternative soul. Um, but I'm also like, I want to share what I believe in, and I want to share what inspires me, and I want to share um, what really gives me my strength mm-hmm. and gives me my courage to go forward. So there's definitely songs in there about God. Um, and there's definitely songs in there about my battles with faith and with confidence and believing in myself and, and how I deal with it. So I want people to connect with me as a friend through my music and then I and then if they care to understand how I grow and how I get my strength then there's music in there about that too and I hope that that inspires them as well. Um, and then on a more practical level I'm also trying to um, donate, to um different organizations that are are basically hands and feet in the realm of suicide present, prevention and drug abuse um so there's actually one particular organization that I've been developing a relationship with called No Stigmas and they do work with mental health mm-hmm. um and I and there's this whole ally program that you go through Um, And when you become an ally, you can represent them. So I want to talk about what they're doing, um, and and I want to be able to donate to them financially. So through what I raise with my music, there's a portion of that that I want to be able to give to organizations that are actually doing something in the community. Um, And what I mean by actually doing something is basically being hands and feet in the community for Mm -hmm. those causes, because, you know, there's only so much everybody can do. So. So I want I want to be able to give to others who are able to do
0: even more. That's so beautiful. Like I love I love that understanding of of knowing yourself and like knowing what your gifts are and then being able to being able to use it to help others or inspire others and and realizing that I feel I feel like your gifts aren't always just for you. You know, right. they're they're also to share with others and why keep that bottled up and I think mental health is something that's really really important to me as well so I love hearing that's like the focus of your music and I and like thinking back to like the songs and stuff I'm like okay I can see how that goes through how that like flows through the entire EP is this so I'm gonna definitely I'll link the the um the organization in the show notes for your episode when it comes out um but is this EP eventually going to be like part of like a longer album or are you just like, this is it. And then six years from now you get a full album or. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it is. So 17 reasons why it is actually a full length album and I'm releasing it in a series of EPs. So the first one was this past January mm-hmm. and then I'm hoping to have um at least one more EP released by the end of this year that's going to be basically 17 reasons why part two mm-hmm. um and there's going to be 17 songs
0: <laughs> oh okay so. that was <laughs> the thing I was like why isn't the 17 songs like I... <laughs> 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 yeah
1: so it's 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 a part of a grander project um and there's like that the project in itself, it's its, its own, um, it's really its own thing because I'm going to be releasing other music as well at the same time.
0: Oh, okay.
1: This project is, is, it's like a passion project. It's mm-hmm. very much geared toward, um, toward mental health and toward, toward the causes that I'm really passionate about. Um, and I wanted to stand out that way among the rest of my music. So it's something that I am focused on um, creating. um, And I kind of have a timeline planned out for it. It's hopefully going to be all out within the next two years, but (laughs) we all know life happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, the goal is for it to all be out within the next two years. um, And we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: (laughs) So on this EP, I think my favorite song is, um, I had it queued up. There we go. Um, live loved, I okay. think is my is my favorite song. Can you tell me a little about like what it was like writing that? Are these like the most difficult songs that for you to write, and that's why you first released them, or what was that process like?
1: So live loved, I wrote that one last year. It was probably it was around the when I first moved down here, um, and. I The lyrics to that song felt like um, I, was, it, I was in a space of really wanting, it was like shortly after I got my tattoo, <laughs> um, and, and I was in a space of really wanting to um, share my heart um, and and really share what I stood for. So it kind of, there's like a line in that song that that talks about like, Depression and anxiety and all these things and how they're labels and how like we're meant to like peel the labels off um, And like all these reasons that like I've personally struggled with Labels or judgments and and what people say you're supposed to do in life and who you are um, And how underneath it all like if you can just peel all the labels off If you can just peel all of these different judgments off you realize that you're loved and that's really like just a fundamental truth for everybody. Um, so, I I felt like writing a song that would really help um, people relate to that, and and hopefully like find that for themselves. Um, and I I decided to put that one on this first EP because I thought it was a good opener for Living Love. The entire like seventeen for me is like. You are where you're supposed to be and for me that's loved so when you when you realize that you are where you're supposed to be you can live that way so i wanted to make sure that one of the first songs on this album was part of that mantra of Mm -hmm. living loved um as far as the rest of my songs um i started like solitude is a song on there i wrote that one like Two years ago, um, and and it was one that I I honestly didn't decide to put on there until last minute, <laughs> um, <laughs> and almost kind of forgot about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just like sitting in a book somewhere. You're like, oh, let me dig this up. Let me see what's.
1: Well, I was going through, so I was going through um, my drive on my phone, and I found a bunch of songs that I had like recorded and done. Um and I was listening to them and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had these songs and I was listening to Solitude and I had a friend at the time who listened and um, he was like, this is really good like you really need to put this out there And I really respected his opinion um and decided okay, I think this needs to be on the album mm-hmm. but I wrote that song like in a season of when, I, like really struggled with a lot of insecurity and i still do and i think insecurity is something that will kind of come and go in waves for people um at least for me um but at the time i was like heavily struggling with it and i really felt the need to get in a space of solitude where i could really find my own confidence my own strength and be like kind of my own like cheerleader um, and that's really what that song is about, is like how solitude is really important um, so that you can really hear your own voice because I think a lot of insecurity is honestly rooted in just losing, losing your voice and not really knowing what voice is yours as opposed to other people. Um, so that's, that's something that I thought should be on this first EP as well and, and because I thought that it would really help um, open up like people listeners ears and minds to to this understanding of to live in order to live loved there's like a lot of work that you have to do Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's not something that you have you can just like depend on other people for and expect other people to just get or understand like even when you're at a realization of like okay like I, I know who I am and I trust it and I know I'm a good person. There's still going to be other people out there that, that don't think so. It's just how it is. Um, so for you to stay uh, rooted in that in a strong way, that requires you to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was essential in the first part of it because I want to remind people that they are strong enough to rely on themselves. And yes, we need each other, but you also need yourself. Like you need, you need to believe in yourself. So it all starts with you. Um, And then I wrote what I need. Um, That one I actually wrote last summer. That was one of the more recent ones that I had written. Um, And that was, that was in a season of me really learning to lean on Christ for my strength. So in my space of solitude, um, it all kind of connects. So, I want to live loved. In order to live loved, I need to spend some time in solitude. And mm-hmm. when I spend some time in solitude, I lean on what I need. And when I do that, it's Christ. Um, so, that entire song is just like me being super vulnerable mm-hmm. about how I feel when I'm feeling insecure, when I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling all these like just negative things that um, are normal, super normal. Um, and then I just I just put them on Christ and in return Christ will give you peace Christ gives you or at least me gives me peace gives me strength and I Mm -hmm. believe he can give everyone that Um, I also wrote a song called man with a gun and that's like an actual story of an experience um, that I had years ago when I was working at Buckle there was a shooting um so a lot of there's gonna be several songs on this project that are real life stories and they're all somehow tied to suicide prevention or drug abuse awareness um, and mental health in general but this particular one i wrote it on new year's eve um,
0: <laughs> start the year strong start the year
1: strong <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't it was um it was New Year's Eve of 2017, and, I don't, like, I couldn't go to sleep. Like, I, I had – I just, like – I well, I was up um, with my dad and my brother for, like, a New Year's party, and we came back early because, like, one of the guys at the party, like, got really sick, and an ambulance had to, like, come and get him. It was really strange. So, like, I spent the night then afterwards in my room, and I was like, I can't go to sleep. I can't, like – Um, I don't know, I was just like up all night dealing with anxiety and I wrote and and I started thinking about the shooting that um, I had experienced years ago and it was this guy that um, he was young, I think he was about 19 years old Um, he came into the mall because the store that I had worked at was in a mall called the Columbia Mall, I lived in Maryland for a while Um, and so he comes in and he went into a store right across from me and he shot um, several people that worked there and he, he killed two people and then, he, and then he walked out and we had a food court below us and he shot into the food court and injured several people and then he killed himself um, and he struggled with depression. Um, There was like a a huge investigation on the entire situation and there they found this letter that he had written and it just revealed that he like struggled with a lot and blamed society Mm -hmm. um so he wanted to take it out on society and that broke my heart um and at the time i really didn't understand it very well um but i like over time like grew to have compassion for even even the murderer um and i felt as though like if only he knew that he was loved if only he felt accepted if Mm. only he felt like these fundamental truths and understood them as truth maybe this like could have the story could have been different um and i thought that that was i just felt really led to to put that song on on this first EP um, I don't know it took me years to write it I don't know why I wrote it on New Year's Eve I think I was I don't know <laughs> <laughs> somehow the events of that night like just led led me there if that happens like you'll randomly be up all night um, as a writer and you can't really hush your mind and all your thoughts lead to a song or a poem or something. And then, like, years later, it manifests itself on one of your EPs. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's why I stayed up that night. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Um, no, I,
0: <laughs> no, I'm like, yes, I, I understand that. No, I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I chose to release the entire project on January 25th because that is that was actually the four-year anniversary of the shooting
0: okay Um,
1: so it kind of ties the story together um so and um the dua it's the first song on there it's it's all acapella um so i have a huge acapella background that's really like. so
0: do i i I support it yes I i love my acapella yes kind of like an Aka nerd i'm not gonna lie oh i lived with like all the people in my acapella group for for a year so i get it i very much get it (laughs) yeah yeah um oh
1: man acapella people are like seriously some of the most amazing people
0: we're delightful
1: really though yes um but um yeah so i i am albanian Mm -hmm. um among other things but I, I speak Albanian so I wanted to include um, some of my roots in this first EP um, and I just it's only two lines but it's basically saying that like God loves you and God watches over you mm-hmm. um, and it's Zoti dan and Zoti derun, and I just thought that that would be a really cool intro of just like the project and, and realizing where it's all coming from um, so, yeah,
0: I think I was about to say, like, I really like the first song because I, I liked in a way that I didn't know what it was saying because I don't speak <laughs> Albanian. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's for another time. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it cause it was, it was weird, not weirdly soothing, but it was, it was just soothing to like hear. And it was kind of, it was kind of like hearing like an ancient prayer being said over, the album oh, okay, how cool yeah i I felt like especially because it's the first one, and I feel like when you first listen to albums, you have to listen to them sequentially, because like I feel like you know the artist is always trying to tell you something, and I was like, okay, well, I need to obviously listen to the song the first song first, and it just kind of like kind of cast like this dome over the entire project for me, at least, and so you just telling you the words like okay well it does sound like an ancient prayer or something that you would just like say over something just kind of like this work is blessed and this work will mean something um, and that's kind of what it felt like to me when I listened to it so it's cool to like hear that it's like also in your native tongue because I think some like English English is not always the most beautiful language it can be like a little clunky you know what I mean yeah. so I think there's something about saying it especially in song that's like so lovely and can be so calming and inviting into like this story and this space especially because your music is so story based yeah. um and just like letting us into that world has it was like really lovely to listen to honestly and I really enjoyed it. It was really good
1: I'm so glad there's been several people that have said that that first one was their favorite, and I'm like, that's
0: so interesting. <laughs> I think I, there's something about like, you know, just yeah. like hearing a different language and just kind of like vibing with it, you know. I like i love I love to salsa dance and and some of the slow songs. and I don't speak Spanish, but like hearing the same songs over. I've just like, Started to learn what they're saying and I like really connect with the words and then I'm just like this is my favorite song because there's just something so lovely about that and so inviting and just the way phrasings are of other languages that you don't hear in like English you know that are yeah. very poetic and very melodic and sto- and basically telling a story that I don't feel like you can always get to in English
1: right yeah
0: and I really love yeah. that
1: That's so cool. I'm really
0: happy to hear that. So being a singer-songwriter, how do you, I mean, what is your day-to-day? What is, you know, is it like wake up at five, write a song, record, mow the lawn, you know, get back? I definitely don't mow
1: the lawn. (laughs) Um, Well, it's honestly like, I try to have like a balance of like routine but also like rest and spontaneity Mm. as well so work for me is like a must so I do have to get up and work my four days a week that I go Um, and when I'm not working and and serving at the restaurant um, I spend a lot of time writing and I spend a lot of time listening to music I spend a lot of time creating music I actually started learning um, the keyboard last summer mm. so in this in this recent season of my life I've spent a lot of time playing with the keyboard um, and learning how to play um, I also I love meditating um i like to take care of my health i think that's really important so i spend time meditating i spend time reading i spend time hiking i exercise um and it's something that like i try not to have too strict of a routine on but i try to keep track of Mm
0: -hmm. so it's
1: like for instance i'll say okay i need to make sure i'm practicing the keyboard this week um, and I have I've gone through like times in my life where I, I've like been like okay eight o'clock on Wednesday night make sure you practice the keyboard and then like nine o'clock in the morning Thursday make sure you go to the gym and I tried it. I've tried that it doesn't work for me um, <laughs> <laughs> I never really tend to stick to it for more than like two weeks so what works for me is saying okay I need to work out three times this week and I need to make sure I practice the keyboard at least twice. And then I just keep that in mind for the week and I just focus like on a week- weekly basis. Okay, I need to do this at some point. And then I, I always seem to find time to do it. Um, and, and when I kind of take off those strict um, boundaries of when it's supposed to happen, I kind of let it naturally happen. And I think that that's also like, At least for creating music and practicing um the best way to do it because you never want to put a whole lot of pressure on yourself when you're creating you want to be doing that in a free space um that's when some of the best work is created i believe um And then as far as like taking care of your health you never want to feel like uh, the entire reason you're taking care of your health the entire reason you're exercising or meditating reading your bible doing these different things and taking care of yourself mind body and soul is because you want to be healthy and if you put this like expectation of like needing to get it right all the time and, and and this pressure of having to do it all the time that's unhealthy so it ends up kind of being like (laughs) self-sabotaging so you have to make sure that you're doing it in a way that um is really like honoring where you're at and everybody's on a journey so for me um i i take my health quite seriously and and it's important that i take care of it because i do a lot um, and i am trying to balance a lot in my life but i never want the pressure to put, that I put on myself to be healthy, to take over, that it starts stressing me out because Mm. I missed out, I missed a workout routine or I didn't, I didn't read my Bible one day or I didn't meditate that one time. So it's really this, you have to get in tune with yourself and realize that it's okay to like just relax and, and, and take a step back from like everything that you're doing um, and just be so I've been, when I'm not taking care of my health, when I'm not working on music, when I'm not working, um, I spend time with my friends. I spend time at church. Um, I, I really enjoy quality time with people that I love. Um, and I don't really watch much TV, I'm not gonna lie. So I just like, I just moved into my own apartment and um, I have a TV, but it's not hooked up. I've been here for almost <laughs> three months. Um, I didn't get cable. I only got I only got Wi-Fi because I need my computer. <laughs> um, but, like, I read. I really don't spend a lot of time watching TV. I'll watch a good movie every now and then, or, like, mm-hmm. a good Netflix series that I'll just kind of... Well, you have them. to.
0: You know Sarah, and she's the queen of movies, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like... And I used to really like watching movies but over the last few years it's like I just I've gravitated towards like reading and I just read all the time so I do I do read a lot um and it's inspiring for me because um as a writer I find that I grow a lot by reading other Mm -hmm. people's work um whether it's poetry books other songs like I've in this season, I've been spending a lot of time really reading people's lyrics to their music. Mm, Uh, mm. So like whenever I hear a new song, I like to go and like, look at the lyrics. I'm very focused on lyrics. (laughs) Um, And like read what they wrote, try and understand why they wrote it, where it came from, what they were trying to talk about. What's the story? What's the message? How did like, how did they get to, to writing it the way that they did um, I just, I'm just fascinated by all of that. So I spend a lot of time um, really working on my craft, but then like understanding how other people work on theirs. And, and then I spend time, you know, being a friend and being a daughter and being, being a sister and all those great things as well.
0: <laughs> no, that, I mean, it sounds so, it sounds a lot more balanced, I guess, than I would think. Cause I think, I know a singer songwriter in my head is like someone constantly at the keyboard, someone constantly making beats, you know, constantly, yeah. but, but you sound balanced and I feel like that does influence your music cause it's great. Like you have this such a powerful and soulful like voice and it's so clear and resonant and it, and it feels like it comes so much from within. So it's really lovely to hear um who are some singers that have kind of like inspired you who maybe you're like oh that's kind of the the voice or style or vibe that i want to give
1: Mm -hmm. um so i love rock music (laughs) um and amy lee from evanescence was like always one of my biggest inspirations um i loved her i've always loved her voice i think she in my opinion, has like one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. Um, and I listened to a lot of her growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely had some angst as a teenager. And I mean, <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we
0: all? <laughs> yes.
1: Yep. And it comes out every now and then, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, I really love Amy Lee. I like her style a lot, too. I've always been. Fascinated by um, just a little bit of sadness and anger because I think it's real. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that's important to be um, incorporated in music, and I want to incorporate that in my music too. Um, Celine Dion was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Such a queen, yes. Okay. Such a queen. Um, I heard her the first time when I watched Titanic. I think I was. <cool> why didn't you
0: move over? <laughs> and you knew it at five. You knew at five it could have held both knew, of them. <laughs> I'm like,
1: I'm five, and I, and I know you could have done this. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> and, but like, what really got me was the song. And I remember listening to it over and over again. And at the time, I lived in an apartment um, with my mom and my sister, and I would be like, singing this song out loud and screaming it and belting it and trying to hit all those high notes and my mom's like "Jacqueline, like the neighbors <laughs> but like it never stopped me I would just keep singing um so Celine Dion I have to give her a lot of credit for challenging me as a five-year-old she doesn't know she, she, doesn't know she challenged me but she did <laughs> to 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 sing my heart will go on mm-hmm. um <laughs> But, but I was like, I can do this. I don't know why at five years old. Hey, I like
0: the gumption. I like the gumption. It's fine. <laughs>
1: um, and then Christina Aguilera um, was a big one for me too. I've just always been in love uh, with her voice, and I think my absolute all-time favorite song by her is "The Voice Within." Mm, um, mm such a good song and and that's still one that i listen to now Mm -hmm. like and it always like somehow like roots me um so it's a it's a good one and there's just so much passion in her and i think that that's one of the biggest things that draws me to christina aguilera um and and to me makes her timeless is really her passion in her in in her voice it's just it oozes out of her And then more recently, I've really fallen in love with. um, I really like Florence and the Machine.
0: Love. Yeah.
1: um, Mm -hmm. I really like her style. I think she's awesome. Um, And then I love listening to Hillsong United um, Mm -hmm. and listening to, I think her name is Taya. Um, She's like, Mm -hmm. she's a singer in Hillsong United who has like really short hair, but she like, She's got this powerful voice, and and I think that that um, you can really feel, like, the Holy Spirit when she's singing. It's just mm-hmm. so beautiful, so clear, um, and kind of like what you were saying earlier, just you can tell it's coming, like, from this really rooted place in her soul, mm-hmm. and that always draws me. Um, I love Hillsong United, though, like, just as a whole. i listen yeah. to them all the time. and really inspired yeah. by them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then I've just been listening to a lot of like Ed Sheeran. I think as a songwriter, Ed Sheeran's—I mean, just all in all, he's very talented. But I love his songwriting. I think he's—he's he's really good at telling stories. Mm-hmm. But I like listening to how he does that as well. Um, and then there's just like a lot of rock music that I listen to, <laughs> and some of it's pretty heavy. Um, <laughs> And and that just kind of like reminds me that it's okay to go hard, (laughs) Um, as well. So yeah,
0: no, that's good. That's a good little mix. I stand by Celine Dion always, um, and Christina Aguilera, and I love Florence the Machine. I question's Evanescence because I think past twelve, I just can't listen to Evanescence. I don't know why. But yeah, that's those are good sound choices. I can I can see that soulness, like you know, in your voice. Um, And so, my last question, because we're coming to an end, um, is which which I ask all my guests: um, How do you define being a woman or womanhood?
1: That's a great question. I think just like anything in in life, um, you need to figure out like who you are. As a woman, mm-hmm. so like for me personally, I don't think I could say like who I am as a woman is the same as who you are as a woman, mm-hmm. or is the same as who anyone else is as a woman. I don't, I don't like putting um, anyone in a box, and especially an entire gender in a box. So um, I would say. For me, being a woman um, is being compassionate, is being strong and authentic to who you are and then inspiring others to do the same um, in, the, in the special way that you were created to do that. Um, and I also think that being a woman is, is definitely adding a lot of beauty and love to the world. Um, I think it's important too to remember that um, there's a lot of women who like can be insecure about being feeling oriented and being sensitive. I'm really sensitive, um, and see that as a weakness. But um, I think that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be soft and and fragile because um in reality like nothing is ever promised um or guaranteed except um christ and and i think that um Mm -hmm. being sensitive and being emotional as a woman Is just a reminder of our humanness and how fragile life is and to remember to treat each other with care and that that's important Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that that women and men bring that um into the world and and that's a really great reminder for society
0: that was lovely i love hearing everybody's (laughs) answers that was great (laughs) So, Jacqueline, thank you so much um, for talking with me today. This is great. Um, I'm going to link all your things in the show notes um, so listeners, you can support her, listen to her because it's fabulous. Um, And if you would like to connect with the show, um, please follow us on Facebook um, at... Oh my gosh, wait, first, do you need to plug anything? I'm like so rude. (laughs)
1: No, no, Not rude at all. Um, So... My website is www.jaclina.com, and it's so it's basically my name.com, um, which is Z, as in zebra, H A K L I N A, and then you can find me on Instagram at I am um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and my EP, 17 Reasons Why, is out on all music platforms. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. You can listen to it on YouTube. It's, it's everywhere. SoundCloud. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Yes, please. And that'll all be linked in the show notes once again. Um, and if you want to stay connected with more than a pretty face please follow the show on instagram and twitter at pretty face lady three um you can go ahead and like us on facebook at more than a pretty face and if you'd like to email the show you want to say hi have any questions comments concerns want to sponsor the show because we're looking to sell out please email um at pretty face women at mtapfpodcast.com and we'll talk to you soon bye
1: We'll Don't